Guys, I think Akiello went missing. Good. I, I think we've been over this. We shot him. Yeah, we, we don't care about him. We buried him in the back car. But then he dug himself I out. Care about him. And then we shot him again and buried him all over again. But it's... We can't do Christmas without Akiello because he's family. Oh, we need that Russian caster <laughs> back. He was awesome. Yellow is its Christmas year. colors, Gar. Yeah. It is to me. The Russian one guy is not allowed here. We're in the lockdown. Only, the only thing that reminds me of yellow during Christmas is piss in the snow. <laughs> really? Not the golden star at the top? No, because it's usually white. <laughs> I'm going to go find him. At least he's better company. Right, you, you know, know what? what? You know what we're going to do? We're going to kill the roll call while you go. Well, fine, because you know what? Me and him get along so well, it's like we're the same person. <laughs> Can confirm. Now cue the roll call. We are live! Connect. Loading. Broadcast. Tempered Zeal! Bluecaster? Super Ichi! Loud and impulsive! Craycaster! Late! Illuminating the Tokuverse, Goldcaster Garza. A spark of courage, the power of dreams. Orangecaster, Global Soft Perka. Power of anime runs through my veins. Crimsoncaster, Joe Raven. Broadcasting hundreds of opinions across the world. Radio Sentai Cast Ranger. On air. Welcome to Radio Sentai Cast Ranger, episode 322. See, I didn't have to confirm this time because we recorded last episode. Episode new. <laughs> Camera up is better. Well then, wait till next wait week. Wait till next week, man. Yeah. Do we do Torkoal already? I don't know. I, li- I love Torkoal. Torkoal's cute. Pretty sure. Alright. So, for those who might be tuning in for the first time... Thank you for tuning in. We are a uh, bunch of camels who get together every week. Bunch of on a camel. <laughs> get together every week. Yes, we saw that. Sephiroth This week, Mario fucking died. No, he didn't. He got... Cu- <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> oh. I banged the computer and the monitors jumped around. Hold on. And the HDMI cord fell out. I think we're good. Uh, uh, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Don't do that again. Yeah. Emily, can we hear you? Hello. Okay. Hi. Uh, the computer just had a seizure. So, <laughs> okay, cool. No more bashing the table, Itchy. All right. I had three weeks of pent-up rage to let out. About what? <coughs> Everything. I don't know. All right, so we get together every week, usually, to talk about Kamen Rider, Super Sentai, and a third thing. Our topics for this week are Kamen Rider Saber, Episode 13, uh, Machine Sentai Cure Major, Episode 34, and our feature topic for this week is going to be Gal Ranger vs. Super Sentai, the movie. Yeah, the 25th anniversary film. The anniversary. Yeah. It was pretty cool. Yeah. A lot of clips. But before we get into all that, so make sure clips. if you make sure to use our code in the description for Skip the Dishes for $5 off your first order. Feed me, I'm hungry. Hashtag feed the cast rangers. Mm. Comments for lame. You guys order too so much. Hungry. <laughs> I did. I had Wild Wing today. It was good. I had McDicks. You heard it here. Late eight dicks. McDicks. <laughs> what, what? Yeah. So my girlfriend like used to hate me saying McDicks all the time. And then one day she's like, Lane, you want to get McDicks for lunch? And I was like, aha, I knew you fucking incorporated. <laughs> I've turned you. 
Yeah. <coughs> Excuse me. We have colds because Gar decided to sit in an no, uncirculated whatever. room. Whatever, yes, we have colds, whatever. <laughs> we're, we're fine. We're not invaded, not yet. I don't want to be invaded. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> Raven, how are you doing? I'm doing pretty good. Oh, look, you got your, your iPad, your phone, your Switch. You're all ready to play Pokemon while we're fucking recording. About that, I'm using my Switch to hold up my fucking uh, tablet right now so I can actually read the thing, but yep. And Emily's oh. here. Yes. Hi. My darling Emily. And Gar went to go switch his laundry. <laughs> yeah. Switch his laundry? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, Tom is not here as much as we'd like him to be here. There are very strict lockdown rules in place where we are right now. Yeah. Ignoring me in the room. You well, live down the street. You live closer, so it's so. Not only do I live, do I live closer than Tom? I also work with you, so I'm in close contact with you during the day, anyway. Also, that <laughs> so it really doesn't matter. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Let's get into Saber. Sabre. Ah, Spot is dead. So I can't believe that last week. On, or on episode 12, they faked out him dying just to actually, quote-unquote, very, quote-unquote, actually kill him off this episode like, instead. Yeah, like, it was that... Just, I, I before, I before we continue here, I'm going to address what Orb said. Like, Orb, you have no idea how much that threw me for a fucking loop, because in my head I keep thinking his name is Kami Jotoma because King Index... Oh, is that... So, I kept thinking that the previous Saber was his dad, because they kept calling him Kamijo. Is Kamijo Toma the name of someone from Index? The protagonist. Oh, okay. (laughs) Uh, But no, like, the fake out with the Spada, like, I I felt like, uh, like, my reaction to it was pretty much just like, I think it was from Liar Liar, but it's just like, it's just when Jim Carrey's just like, oh, come on! (laughs) I think that's from Liar Liar, maybe? Uh, Maybe. Oh, yeah, no, no, that's the scene where, like, he's, like, drinking the water, and then, she, like, the other person's, like, saying some bullshit, and he just, like, gulp, gulp, come on! Come on! Yeah, so that was me, but then, but then he died at the end, and I was like, okay. okay. before we get to all that, <laughs> Raven, and then Emily, tell us your thoughts on the last few episodes, since you haven't been with us for those discussions. They've been uh, kind of back to the fast-paced shit, you know. I actually disagree. I think we're back on course. Episode six was a wild fucking disaster, but I feel like the last few episodes we've been getting I don't back know. on track. Episodes eleven and twelve kind of just felt like uh, felt like they kind of blended into each other to a point where I barely remember that they were two separate episodes. I think that was on purpose. I think because it was meant to be like a two parter. Yeah, which is great because Cure Major had a two parter those same weeks. Um. Uh, so I do have the same face of the week. It's not what everyone thinks it is. Because originally I was going to take the screenshot of, like, Ren crying. Like, as he, like, cried, like, super hard when, like, Kento was dying. He's like, oh, oh, yeah. But then, like, Gar pointed out this one shot, and I thought this was, like, a really good one. So, here we go. <laughs> Got May just fucking up her duties again. Everyone I babysit leaves me! No! So, I've noticed that for the past few episodes, they don't let May leave the base whenever they go out to do shit, and I think I figured out. I solved the mystery. Uh, it's, it's, it's because Sophia's gone, and May has the key. That? But it's also because she fucked up on getting Sora kidnapped. 
and Sora got kidnapped, and it was her responsibility. To so watch then it. they leave her to babysit the bodies of Rentaro and Ken- and Kento when they trade being in the infirmary, and every time they all leave while she's not looking. Hey, it's the best yeah. way to have them wake up. <laughs> you just they want to get away from her. You leave her alone with the with the mother <laughs> unconscious, and they will fuck off before she reenters the room. I mean... Guaranteed. 100% success rate. I was going to say, as cruel as it sounds, it's worked so far. What's up, Emily? I was just going to say, do you think they're going to blame her for him getting hurt? Oh, no. They're, they're, they're not that malicious. And <laughs> <laughs> it looked like he was, like, being... Like, the sword was being possessed by him or something? We'll, we'll, we'll get to all that. Uh, any other thoughts no. on the last few episodes, Raven? No, not especially. A little caliber debut. Yeah, what do you, fi- you think of Java fi- Dragon? Finding out who Kami Joe is. Okay, Java Dragon. Dragon's fucking awesome. Yeah. I just, just, damn. I saw that thing the first time and it took, like, took me, like, a couple episodes to really just appreciate it. Because it was, like, just, the visor itself is just fucking badass, man. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> just, ooh. Well, any thoughts on this really stupidly obvious plan with the six elemental pillars they were building towards? That everybody fell into real fucking easily. Right. It should have been super fucking easy to see coming after the first one. Exactly. Not to mention we have at least one member of the group who was there for the last one. Exactly. Actually, sorry, two. Kendo just did not want to give up and leave without a fight. He didn't want to rest, and that's what happens i mean among other things yeah uh we'll get to all that emily any thoughts on the last few episodes before this one it lots of ramping up tension it felt like they were all sort of building up to this one um they i watched them pretty close to each other so i they kind of blended together so i apologize because they were all very much the same sort of story See, and I think that's a good thing where it, these these episodes start to blend together because they feel like a cohesive story. They do. Not just um, episodic instances. It's it hard for me to, if I accidentally mention something that happened in one of the previous two episodes. Yeah. Um, Alright, so, episode 13 starts with five of the six pillars being lit, and then Toma walks out and says, like, oh, Kento's unconscious, and that's where we find out that no, he didn't actually die. Yeah, they went, oh, come on! And it's like, oh, so he didn't die. Okay. And we also completely get no explanation for why Tassel and Arthur showed up at the end of the previous episode. I love, I love though, like, I complained. I was like, damn it, why didn't Kento die? And Gar just, like, jokingly was just like, because he didn't disappear. <laughs> Which I'm like, I'm like that, that doesn't was, mean anything. And that was before watching the end of this episode. Mm. But yeah, so Tassel and Arthur showed up at the end of the previous episode and then just did nothing, I guess. I guess they just, like, watched and did... They're observing. Yeah, they're watching. They're just like, ugh. (laughs) Awkward. Yeah, fucking story is going up to fucking Caliber and he's just like, you know... We could he really could have used the Swordsman of Lightning, but someone decided to put him in the hospital. And, like, Caliber's just like, okay, whatever, you just need a sword. You just need a sword. That actually... I never even thought about that until this episode, but, like... It was clear that they needed the six swordsmen to activate the six pillars of light. So at, when I was watching episode 12, I'm screaming at the screen going like, Caliber, don't you need this stupid lightning asshole to activate the last pillar? Why are you doing this? <laughs> and then in episode 30, he's like, oh, we just need another Seiken, right? I'll just do it myself. I'm like, 
Okay, yeah, that checks out. Right? Yeah, like coincidentally, like, oh, they activated yeah, their respectful light pillar, whatever light pillars. I just love that. Like this poor goblin that led, they just summon him out just so Caliber can stab him. <laughs> <laughs> so I was thinking about this. I'm like, so if this was the plan they were leading up to, why couldn't they have done this forever ago? A, they tried and failed. And B, they needed all of the swordsmen, and Suzune was broken for 15 years. So that explains why they didn't just do this from the beginning. As far as they didn't, like, try to encounter Slash and be like, we can help you fix your sword, you know. Yeah, all, it's also because, you know, there was no saber for a while. That's true. Um, so yeah, uh, <coughs> Caliber steps up to go and kill the goblin and activate the last pillar. And then Saber and Blade show up, and they immediately go Wander Combo against him. Wombo Combo. Yeah, which is good, like, because too many times, like, the the <laughs> Rider will show up and just go base form just for the sake of building up forms and tension all that. Like, I, we're not fucking around this time. Volume 3 forms. I, I watched this episode with Dave on Sunday, and we were both saw the first book go into the belt on its own. We're like, come on! Why would... Oh, two books follow. Yeah. Oh, They oh, can't oh, hold God. three books in their hands at the same I, time. Watch me! I, yeah. yeah, we all both just said it at the same time. It's just one book into the belt each. Oh, come on. Why the fuck would you think that's a good idea? Here come the other two. Oh, okay. That, yep. Okay. I, I mean, remember, remember O's. He always put, like, the two medals and then one. So you, you can't hold three things at the same time. We're never going to see King of Arthur ever again. Probably not. No. I like that they didn't even try to use King of Arthur. No. Like a, I'd like to see Blades use it. That'd be cool. It was such a big deal when it happened, and now it no, and barely anyone even remembers it exists. That kind of happens with power ups in these shows a lot of the time. No, I know, but the th- the difference is most of those power ups aren't as plot relevant as King Arthur yeah, was. It felt more like a plot device than a power up. No, but like I said last episode, they clearly made King of Arthur just this arc purely to sell that toy. That was it. Yeah. It was, they just made an, a random ass fucking arc to get a power up just so they could sell a toy. Make some extra money. And just like every big heavy form, it was used exactly twice. <laughs> I mean, we got Breaking Mammoth a couple of more times. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we not only do Saber and Blade show up, but we get to see Buster and Kenzan come in. And they're also immediately in their second forms. Uh, Jakun and Kobuta, so it's cool to see them fighting again in something other than their base forms. Yeah. And then, uh, as as everyone's clashing, Caliber goes to do the finishing blow on the goblin, and fucking Kento, even, just like Rintaro did last episode, even though he's on the brink of death, just comes in and tries to intervene, and then, but ends up being completely useless. Yep. It's just like, <clears throat> why? Why, man? And he's like, oh, I'm, I'm, like, something with my convictions. Yeah, I forgot what he says. <laughs> but was what something that was interesting that was mentioned during this part, like when Kendo's like, "Oh, so stupid." <laughs> so, stupid. so Rintaro says to him, "I am also a Homo sapiens," and I'm <laughs> like, "Wait, are you?" So, I was certainly ready to believe that you were a Wonderworld <laughs> child. This whole thing about him being raised as an orphan by the guild, I was sure was going to yeah. lead to like. Oh, you you were raised by the guild because you were a child that was plucked from the Wonderworld. 
So I'm not fully ready to believe that just yet. Maybe just there because were he humans says, in the Wonder World, or maybe he was just saying that like in a solidarity, like I am like you sort of thing. Because like remember that when we first, when he first showed up, one of the first things he said is no like, ordinary, no yeah. ordinary Homo sapiens could wield a Saken. Just to flip around that, what what person actually refers to himself as a Homo sapien? Rintaro. That, that's no, what I mean. Yeah, that's the answer. Uh, I, I, I think of myself as an earthling. I mean, we know that because he was orphaned and was grown up, but was raised by the guild, he already is like completely detached from earth oh, no, society no. and culture. Sorry, and... I'm not an earthling. I, I play Mortal Kombat, so I'm an earth realmer. <laughs> uh, no, but Ichi, is this one of these moments where it's, you're human! <laughs> he could have been a giant lizard! Giant lion or something! <laughs> But yeah, I'm I'm not fully convinced about Rintaro. I'm I'm still hoping there's some more backstory to him. What if he's not a human at all? He's just a figment of someone's imagination. He's a robot. <laughs> I don't know about robot. He's a lion turned into a human. <laughs> That's why he turns back. Into he's a human. You're a rider. <laughs> That's why his new form. He just turns back into his actual form. <laughs> he is Lion Senki. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Remember what we all thought was was going to be the book? Yeah, I'm sad that didn't pan out. No, that seemed like it made so much sense. Especially when it gets to be uh, Sogo Sun. Especially that one time where he got slashed and just bled paper. Yeah. (laughs) It made so much sense. Oh, Zio. You're wacky. Um, But yeah, so Kento, as he's like struggling there, unmorphed, he like tries to get back up and gives this like absolutely red flag ass speech about how everyone is his friend. Buster's stupid, but he helped me raise me, and he's really nice. And, and Ren, he's been a fucking pompous asshole. Ren amused me with how much of a stupid hyper hyperbolic asshole he is. Fuck, is he strong? <laughs> Blades is inflexible. And Toma. I like Toma. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I talked about this last. I probably did on the last episode, but like Rintaro and Kento talk about like oh, uh, Rintaro and Toma talk about how Kento was so relieved to see that Toma was alive after the events of fifteen years ago. So you you spent fifteen years not looking up whether or not your best friend was still alive. <laughs> I mean, after that, he just sort of assumed. But uh, also, can we just talk about fucking? Luna just standing there in the background while the two of them are having their moment. Yeah, like, they, it's, they, they just, <laughs> just they a little girl them. just standing there like a fucking horror movie character yeah. just watching. It's sort of her smiling and then showing that during a scene where someone is dying. It's kind like, of like, not clear if this is just like them remembering her, them hallucinating her. Or her just being some sort of omniscient fucking being at this point. <laughs> Maybe since, like, obtaining that white book and, like, the quote-unquote eternal truth that Caliber's after, if if it's something for him to be pursuing, then maybe Luna, when she got sucked in there, did get that she some sort of, like, cosmic she... power. Yeah, funny maybe Luna... she's a Wonderworld child of some, some kind. Maybe what she if, is what now. If, what if Luna's Caliber's daughter? Oh. That would be it. Oh, that would be interesting, right? That would be cool. Connect, connect all of them together. Because we don't know what her last name is. I'm looking for the eternal truth. Where the fuck is my daughter? <laughs> Give me back my daughter. <laughs> oh man. But yeah. So. My son? 
Luna clearly has some sort of influence because as Toma's like getting back to his feet and, and declaring that he's going to protect everyone, Luna somehow activates the silver book that they took from Avalon, which then travels into the sky and to Toma through Aurora Borealis. Aurora. No, and I saw Slash, like, when, like, the thing flies away, he kind of, like, smiles and chuckles. I'm like, you fucking know something, you fucker. I didn't believe it. I'm like, what the? You smile like you know. What do you know? You don't know. Just the book. How would you know what this is? It's probably just like, oh yeah, it's <laughs> something cool's happening. We'll be okay. But yeah, so then we we get uh, Dragonic Knight. Ooh, as a fucking spicy suit. That was an epic, epic transformation, and I love the dragon flying through the sky, and I also love spicy. Its chime is a fucking anthem. Yeah, no, it's really good. But like, but yeah, like that suit is probably my favorite of this series so far because just like it's just so silver, and I love the red visor. It's pretty good. It's it's gorgeous. Like I said in extra, if Saber is base form, Brave Dragon is Gilmon, then this is Dukemon. Yeah, like all he, all he's missing is a fucking like cool ass cape, but like he's got the freaking waist waist cape, so he's good. Yeah. Oh, it's so pretty. It's so good. Um, yeah, and when he shoots his little drag visor blaster, the dragon booster, it goes spicy! Spicy! Meanwhile, Arthur, meanwhile Arthur's just chilling in the background watching, because as we know, he likes to watch. Yep. And I love that Caliber tries to flee... But, like, Saber just hops on the dragon and goes, No, bitch! We're not done yet! And I kind of wish Caliber was on, like, his dragon or something. That would have been cool. Yeah. Just have, like, a dragon fight. And he, I'm actually kind of surprised that they didn't go there. It would have been cool because he could have, like, been riding the, like, main dragon and then the other four golden dragons just, like, orbiting him. Yeah. That would have been sick. Him, yeah. Him. Oh, yeah, I'm back in the... <laughs> it's Gar! He's back! Yeah. Uh... It's Dragon at Gar! <laughs> oh, so I, I, I get it. They totally wanted to call it Dragon Knight, but, you know. Oh, my God. Ryuki. Well, there was already a He's been a Dragon Knight the whole time. The whole time. But, but now he's the Dragon Knight. <laughs> yeah. The Gargonic uh, Knight. No, I thought it was him, or I thought it was cool him riding the uh, the dragon. Yeah. Kind of, kind of gave me vibes to how in the, the Ryuki movie, how, like, it ends with like both Knight and Ryuki hopping on their mirror monsters and flying into like the swarm. Yeah. Or how Wizard did it in his like finale. <clears throat> so uh so Saber does his finisher and Caliber explodes. He's probably not dead. No, of course not. I mean He's probably just not okay. somewhere. I here's my thing. I think he is. Well, Caliber itself is probably not dead, but I think Kami Joe. Joe is. Body is dead? Because yeah. this is how I'm seeing this right now. I think, and people did mention earlier something about the cali- caliber being, like, soul caliber. Yeah. In this case, where <laughs> this, this, I think... And this ties back into a theory I had weeks ago yeah. about how the caliber power set was a parasite. Into, it Whereas, ties into what they showed at the end with... Yeah. Um, with Espada being, like... I th- yeah, exactly. So that. the idea is that I, Kento, was, during the fight at the end of episode 12, 
was apparently like poisoned by the dark Tainted powers. Tainted by darkness. Yeah. Yeah. So I think it's the fact that anybody who does get hit by that and becomes tainted by the darkness, when they die, they just could become the next frigging Caliber. That's a and very this, likely theory. And in this case, where Caliber's current host, Connie Joe, just got taken out by Toma. God, I hate saying those names that close together because I just get index <laughs> flashbacks. Uh, the next one of the other soul, and I don't think it's a coincidence that Kento died like almost immediately after Toma took out Kami Joe. The timing does line up. It lines okay. up so well that I think like the darkness just accelerated, and you are the new host, man. That's very likely. So here's definitely what happened. Someone was Caliber before Kento's dad. Or maybe he was no, the first I think one. It, I think the way the way that the backstory seems to work with them, the way that he was part of the organization, I feel like he was one of the first like victims of whatever yeah. happened here. Through through some circumstance, Kento's dad became quote unquote the first caliber. Well we don't know the full story behind that yet, but I'm sure we will at some point. Oh yeah. The events of fifteen years prior to the series happened where Kami Joe fought Kento's dad as Caliber. They're poisoned by the dark. Their clash happened, and Caliber was defeated, but... But struck down. Kami Joe yeah. became tainted and became the new Caliber. Yeah. And now, at the, in these episodes, Kami Joe and Kento clashed in the same way. So now that Kami Joe has been destroyed, Kento's soul has been taken by Kuriyami... And will probably become like reborn through the sword and become the next caliber. Yeah. Which is gonna be fun when everyone else has to kill Kento. Yeah. A second time. <laughs> He's just gonna be the writer that keeps on dying. So what I um, so we yeah, having him be the next one, sort of like like Greedling. It's so funny, like weeks ago when they announced the the power ups for Dragon Knight and King Lion Daisenki, I'm like, Saber power up, blades power up. I don't see a spot of power up. That doesn't look good. Duck, duck, ooh. Fuck. <laughs> it's Valkyrie. Oh, it's oh he got a new form, again. all right. <laughs> yeah, it's six Someone feet. else's power set. <laughs> yeah, it's six feet under. But yeah, it was, no, it was no, no, no. He got a new form, all right. Jow Dragon. <laughs> yeah, basically. Also, also, it was funny when, like, uh, like Toma's about to henshi into Dragonic Knight and you see like all the other riders like unhenshi and they all like scream like yeah go go and then like after he henshi's you see all of them just smile which is especially <laughs> hilarious when you see the ones like Ren who are just like lying on the fucking ground <laughs> and then like yeah Ren just like when Kento's dying Ren just starts fucking like crying bawling his eyes out cause like you know he, he like fucking looks up to the guy so he's just like the way, Ken- the way Kento was like smoking with the dark energy it was almost like he was becoming a heartless and then we get like the kind ca- of not inaccurate and then we get like the camera like right in Toba's face just be like Kento <laughs> but yeah that, that one shot at the end of Kuriyami and then you see Kento's like red eyed fucking face <sighs> It's so clear that, like, Kento's soul is in the sword. Yeah, so, because his soul left his body, he's technically dead for now. And this is probably the same thing that happened to Kento's dad when Kamijo fought. Oh, good. They get to sort things out in the sword. Yeah, Yeah, which means maybe Kento's dad's soul is still in the sword. Yeah. But you see, now I'm right. reunited at last. Now that his body (laughs) has dissipated, like all tokusatsu heroes do... Now he's dead. Now he's he's dead. not now actually he's not. dead. 
He's dead. He's... Look, look, dude. Just look at Ryder at any point in like the last ten years. When has Ryder died and stayed dead? Chase. Dude, dude, dude. Fuck you! I'm sorry to keep bringing up, but it's Chase. Joke's on you. Okay, finales aside. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Trust me, I know. It wasn't the finale I, you died in. I did it? It's like, close enough. Hell, even I made a fucking joke of it in my own, like, roleplay thing. It's like, just, it's Christmas Eve character dies, one of the characters like, can't believe he's gone. Three of my characters all proceed to make the joke of how long they were dead for. So there's like, <laughs> he'll be back. Eventually, he'll be back again someday. And I proceed to bring that character back. I want to say four months later. <laughs> and, the fuck was that? A long four months. Uh, of course, because Toei just doesn't know how to take a ser- keep a serious moment going. We just get the we get the saber dance. Oh, yeah, oh, sad, sad, oh, horrible heart, dance. sad, horrible, heart wrenching moment for the second episode in a row. Immediately juxtaposed to happy dance ending music. And, and they, uh, even, they even none of up. those none of those jumps are ever going to be as bad as Clan Ab. <laughs> And then uh, at least they, it's not Decker Ranger episode thirty-seven. And and then this ending, we got all the, the like Kento clips from the yeah. Anime. They showed a bunch of like individual shots of Kento back to back in this version of the ending. Yeah, so that was cute. <laughs> Enjoy him while you have him, bitch. He probably won't be around for like twenty episodes. That's probably why they only have Toma, May, and Rintaro like doing like the main dance. Oh yeah, I was wondering like why don't they add his. Why don't they add Kendo to the ending dance? Because they knew he was gonna die, so they didn't bother. <laughs> so they don't have to. So they don't have to redo the dance. Thank so, you, Jerry. So now the question is: Are they gonna remove him from the opening like they did with Laser? Probably. Oh God, I remember that. That was <laughs> no, no, he'll no, still no, be no. there. He'll no, just be Caliber no. now. You know what they'll do? <laughs> they'll wait until the next rider shows up because we know that there's gonna be another rider showing up. Oh, we're gonna, or do a few like in January. <laughs> Once they show up, then they're going to update the opening. Probably. No, it'll just be the same shot of Kento brooding, but his eyes will glow red. <laughs> That's easy. Um, yeah, so... everyone. So, yeah, there's a lot of people saying that May is going to take over as a spotter. Well, I kind of hope not. How about May goes back to doing her real job? You know? Editing? The one that she keeps forgetting to go to? Yeah. Well, she has to wait on Toma to fucking make a manuscript. So maybe hey, Toma He's handed in every deadline he's, he's been kind of busy making sure his childhood friend doesn't get himself killed. But he's yeah, also he's made fine. every deadline we've ever seen in the show so far. That's true, yes. Hey, uh, you're supposed to be doing some work right now. Got I'm it. Literally, I'm literally following the fucking writer around and trying to make him finish this. Give me a bit. <laughs> <laughs> so, May, uh, what did the company say? Well, after I said you walked into the after you walked into the giant book to fight monsters, I immediately heard the, the hang-up. I heard a lot of laughter, then they hung up. Also, I got a they, fax they saying kept, I'm fired. They just kept laughing. <laughs> also, I got a fax in giant letters that just said, you're fired. And that, that just cued the Back to the Future music. It's gone. It's, it's so funny to me that, like, in the opening, there's a shot of her at her office, but there hasn't been any of her at the office in the actual show. It's like if the writers don't know what to do with her. Oh, by the way, this is the first episode since episode six where the fucking head writer came back. Oh, oh good. that's interesting. I guess. It's been fucking seven episodes, and now he's coming back. Wow. Like, guy, dude, like, you're the head writer of a show. 
Stick with your show. What else are you doing? I what? will have I will have faith that the show will be good for He there. promised it'd be better than Ghost. He promised, like, I'm sorry for Ghost. I'm gonna do better with Saber. So let's see here. One, two, five, six, thirteen. The fact that he did episode six really fucking worries me. Well, it's Bandai oh, pushing them. Be like, like toys. That's fair. Maybe now that we don't need so many new forms debuting, the show will have more focus. You know, Kermit. now that we got one less no, character to inform. Like, <laughs> For know, now, like, you know, stop making fun of that. Like you know, Common Rider. Once we hit January, all those collectible gimmicks we had. <sighs> nope. Big books. Big big power up books for now on. Never are they gonna use those books again. I wonder if Saber will get like a like a hazard kind of form. That'd See, cool. that's what I thought Draconic Knight was gonna be. <coughs> it just just because it's silver. No, just because of the look. Something about the look of the form and the way he was in like the preview from like last episode. I just felt like it was going to be a berserk form, but no, I never got that idea. And just something that. Like, me and Dave were both in agreement on it. Like, that was what we were thinking. And then we watched the episode. Oh, no, he's just overpowering the living shit That's what out of the other guy. Okay. Buster just needs, like, a bulky-ass form. No. Buster is no. a bulky-ass form. No, but, like, form. bulkier. You know what Buster and Kenzon need? Seiken drivers. I've seen a lot of people make art of, like, what their forms would look like if they use normal Seiken sword drivers. It'd be cool. Yeah. I think the idea is the three of them are veterans to the point where, like, they've chosen specializations. Like, they've customized their weapons. Yeah, they've, like, min-maxed their swords to their specific fighting styles. Saber blades. We don't need a full sword driver with three slots. I only need one slot because this is what I do. Just Saber, Espada, and Blades are all, like, no skins. Like, the default skin. Yeah. Um, so, yes... Next week's episode apparently has some flashbacks of Kento, and we're going to see the debut of Blades, King Lion, Daisenki. That was quick. It's Kamen Rider. Oh, no, but like... You, you gotta promote the next toy. You, you can't give Dragonic well, Knight like a... Toy, nope. Sorry, what was that, Emily? It's the same toy, though. I no, know it is, but... What do you mean, same toy? Like, it's the same gimmick toy. Well, the, it's a different book. They use the same wrist weapon, but... Oh, but different book, yeah. They are different books. I just want, I just want the book that would like Rintaro uses it. Just read me. I can't, <laughs> read I, can't, me! I can't wait to see how fast we go from uh, Draconic Knight overpowering the living fuck out of the main villain, one of the main villains, to it getting absolutely crapped on two like, episodes later. Like, probably as soon as Caliber reemerges. Oh yeah. I kind of hope one of the. Oh wait, they'll just destroy Decas or Decase. Whatever his name is. A disaster. Disaster. Yeah. But he can come back. He's already has. But they're going to find a way to kill him. <laughs> they like kill him and then they take the book and just. Yeah. Uh, but bust like disaster is going to be Buster, the Kenzon and Slash's like fucking villain that they work from, on. From one of the side specials, disaster does spend a lot of time talking to Kenzon. And in the series, he's talked a lot to Buster. So he does feel like a, he's an enemy to the veteran writers. I'll probably spend time during the holiday break. Uh, <laughs> Watching, watching like the miniseries stuff. What I love the most about the 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 fucking second episode of the Swordsman Resident is we actually got Kenzan CG Henshin. Yes, we did. Yes. Ooh. It's cool. So glad we got one for Slash, right? Yeah. Yeah. In his debut. So yeah. So now all six riders have outside of Caliber don't have a yeah. CG. And, and 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 I know that those have become less common. 
But I feel like as long as we get at least one for each form that happens, I'm fine with it because I can still make a wallpaper out of them. You could at least make a giant compilation of transformation sequences. Yeah, and let's and by the way, Dragonic Knights was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, it kind of reminded me of Digimon Frontier about <coughs> how like the armor like splits apart and then like it like kind of merges. Yeah, into. yeah, it really did. Um. Yeah, so that's Saber. I'm 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 very happy with where the series is going. I'm I'm excited for what's next. I'm looking forward to more. Like, okay, I don't expect Kento to fucking stay dead for a while, but like like or the rest of the show, but keep him out of the picture for like at least like five or six episodes. He'll be back next episode. Oh, the one thing we didn't mention <laughs> is that after Saber killed Caliber the dragon like sealed up that like big white gate book or whatever. Yeah, he didn't destroy the book because he loves books. I don't know if that's it. Well, but I heard something that's actually pretty cool in the next episode where each of the riders take one of Espada's books and go into battle with it. Oh, that's cool. Oh, I want to see that. Yeah, so it's like bust. Like, I don't know who gets Needle Hedgehog, but like they all get like, like all right, Espada had four books. And well, I think three, it's he like. Had three. Hmm? He had three. Oh, yeah, three. So I think it's like Kenzon, Slash, and Buster all use it. Oh. Like they all take uh cool I'll take one of his books to be like you killed our best friend you son of a bitch. The question is, are they gonna have forms or are they just gonna use the many? Oh, no, no, we saw forms. Oh, I don't remember seeing them. For, like you didn't really see them, but like 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 you saw Buster with like a different arm. Okay, cool. Okay. I know I saw a scan where like Buster cans on a slash like swap second books, mm-hmm. but uh, we'll see. Oh yeah, hopefully, fingers crossed. That may have been what I saw. But. I don't know. Emily, any other closing thoughts on Saber so far? Not particularly, other than I just... I legitimately am lo- looking forward to seeing if your theory about about Caliber sort of fusing with with uh, Kento is correct. Because it would make sense with what they showed you at the end. Yeah. Yeah, that shot of him at the end where you like you it just shows the sword and then you see Ken oh, Kento's eyes, screaming yeah. face and red eyes. I'm like, oh his soul is in that sword. He's suffering. It's Soul Edge. <laughs> that Oh my goodness, it's like the movie Nine. The machine that takes souls. <laughs> oh right. right, I'm the only one that ever saw that movie. Yes. Alright, someone take us in. Kara McKean! Garza was mild, and how, now I nap. How fucking funny is it that the episode starts with a recap of the big bow bazooka, and Gar just goes, "Turn that shit off." Mm, now I'm mad. <laughs> no, no. You know what? That's like that's it. Now I'm gonna kill him. Now we're cool. <laughs> All right. Before we go into this week's episode, Raven, any thoughts on, or did you just not watch? He, he oh, I watch have. Your major. I don't watch this. Okay. I I, sh- I watch whatever's the fuck's on the screen when I get here. That's fair. Emily, thoughts on the last few episodes? Uh, Yodona really likes to stick out her tongue now. Uh, she always has. No, but like more than even before. Like before she was a little more stoic and now she's what she's learned from humanity is I, I, I can stick out my tongue and look evil. And <laughs> You can make um, a supercut of every time she does it. All, well, I someone say, will. all I can say about her, I walked into the room while this episode was on, and I just went, why did she have a face on her crotch? And then we were like, Raven, the what the hell are you holding. doing here? <laughs> yeah, the mask I knew he's holding. Coming. So, Raven, how did you get in the house? The, the door. It seems like they're, they're doing more uh, 
character focus episodes and focusing on all of them but it's weird because in a lot of shows that do that that leads to them getting new power-ups but they already all have all their power-ups so far so that we know of. it's sort of just yeah. character oh. development which makes sense but it's just interesting it's not tied to any kind of power-up that, that that's just called being a good writer and giving your characters more development right yep i agree it's just un- it's just unusual for there to not be some kind of tie-in related to some kind of new power up or move or something it, i i think i think with that it's just to showcase like you know these characters are actual characters they're people and i really like that precure does that too yeah, I think my favorite part of this whole episode, honestly, was just them playing pool. That, 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 it was billiards. Billiards. Well, they, it's pool. <laughs> I know, it's the professional word for pool, but apparently there are different games you can play using that. Oh, game. yeah, no, absolutely. But yeah, no. My I learned that today. My favorite scene in this whole episode was just all the three of them playing pool. That was awesome. Yeah. Just Jewel was two, the, the two third cool wheel. Guys. Two cool guys. Yep. Two cool guys. Yep, this was a Shigeru and Tamitomo episode. Because I guess we need more screen time featuring them. Sure. Because they're besties, I guess. <laughs> I, they're besties, I guess. These. Uh, I, I was going to say that if you didn't. <laughs> I'm glad I didn't have to say it, to be honest. <clears throat> I just want to ask, because I don't watch this, Was is that actually a thing they've established before this? Or not that, very. Not so, much. So, no, so that was just some random shit they came up with, huh? Yeah. I, I mean, I, I'm not opposed to it. It looks fun. Which, I don't know, I guess they were just like, who haven't we put together yet? Yeah, Yeah, and then it's like, oh, the guys. It's like, guess we haven't really had, like, a guy focused on Actor episode. and the gamer. Yeah. The actor and the gamer. So a YouTuber. Yeah, it was cute to see her, like, All right. wow. Joel, you need to shoot off this shot, and the, like, in, from this one to this one, get this in the hole. Joel's like, I'll try my best. And I just sat there going, he's either going to fucking nail this or fuck it up super badly. Yeah. And then he ends up getting it, so... So apparently Yodana went back to Jodenheim, or well, they're already in Jodenheim, but apparently in the past when King Oradin destroyed the witch, apparently that was just... And she grabbed just, the poison from her mask? She yeah, found so, Nilajo's so, mask. And she like, so I guess that explains why her outfit <coughs> was just kind of bland. Yeah. Because it was just a mask. I thought that was her actual face. Yeah, me too. And Yodana. It makes sense since so many of the Yodan creatures are masked. Yeah, the uh, Stallions have like those frozen faces like that, so. So yeah, she finds the mask and uh, promptly poisons the cure one of the cure majors with it. Like, oh, you, you, you're only powerful because your friends. Then I'm gonna make you suffer while you watch your friend die. (laughs) Which I kind of like that. I kind of like how they've made it that Tommy Tomo and Yodana are the rivalry. Well, yeah, because when, because when she like, was first introduced, he was crushing on her. Yeah, and that's like, oh, uh, I want to oh. make you specifically suffer. Yeah, it's like, so I actually like that. It's like you're you're going to shoot me, so why can't I do it? I wasn't aiming for you. I know that you like your friends, and I knew one of your friends would have dodged that attack for you. Aunt, aren't I a stinker? <laughs> ain't I a stinker? So she yeah. knew that someone would jump in front and that it would probably be Blue. Yep. I mean, it really didn't matter who. She just knew that someone would take the hit for him. Yodana, the bee is silent for bitch. <laughs> okay. <coughs> so And yeah, it, apparently one of the... 
one of the weird ass like properties of this poison is that the mask can only be destroyed by someone afflicted with its poison. Well, no, it wasn't that it uh, because Yodana mentioned she modified it a bit, so she made it so that only the person who gets hit by the poison uh, can destroy the mask. That's well, why it has a different effect on humans. Modifying it that way, then why didn't she modify it so no one could destroy the mask? Because, because she just where's the to- fun in that? Yeah, because she just wanted to torture them. She likes toying with them. Yeah, that's fair, I guess. As at, in the rule book of being a supervillain, there must be a yeah, way exactly. out. Exactly, you have to give the hero an out. <laughs> that, and you have to toy with them. Yeah, you can't just kill them because, according to the Joker, there is no punchline. Yep. Exactly. It was so funny seeing Shiguru like, like with his pale face and like like mope, like flopping about. Like he really plays being poisoned well. Oh, yeah, get, like I, you gotta give it up to whoever was doing the makeup department for him this episode. Yeah, because it's like as the episode gradually goes along, you see like his face gets more pale, and also the actor himself like be he, like he oh, played it well. He did play it well because yeah. you know, the actor. I liked yeah. it when he got poisoned and then, like, he unmorphed and he was just already fucking, like, fucked up. I was like, That's cool. So cold. <sighs> I'm so cold. That's because you're blue. No, I'm actually cold. <laughs> yeah, cold. and you're actually blue. Looks at his fingers. Oh. The way he, like, henchins after he gets poisoned was so... It sounds mean to say, but it was so funny. <laughs> He's like, carry it, it. But they did one of the cool things that I like when they do in Sentai. Instead of doing the, the stock the stock sequence transformation, it was like... Just him where he stood. Yeah, just where he stood and like <laughs> his body glowed and then like the helmet came on. Yeah. Which, Sepsub made me really remember, fuck, these suits are gorgeous. I'll say what I said at the beginning. The suits are gorgeous. I don't like the helmets. Just, particularly blues, which is really rough. I don't know. Maybe I'm just having like nostalgia for like when... Because this is around, like, the same time last year when we finally got designs for the helmets. Yeah. We'll be and, seeing Zenkaiger soon. Yeah. It yeah. somehow feels like two seconds ago that we saw the Kira Major outfits for the first time. Yeah. That's what happens when a year passes. So. Also, uh, it's been confirmed that uh, Kira Major and Saber are going on hiatus January 3rd. So that means my uh, theory is correct that Kira Major will only have 45 episodes. Okay. So we are now entering the final the home stretch. Oh, yeah. Cool. Interesting. <clears throat> so Garza shows up in Smog Jokey to cause chaos, and uh, of his course. His calamity has grown because his master plan has failed. He's angry today. Oh, no. <laughs> Red flags? Crimson. <laughs> So, so, so Tak- mad he took over King Express. Yeah, Takamichi tries to fight him off, and then they, they try forming King Express, but then Garza decides, if they can take me over, I can take them over. And he takes control of Express and forms not King Express, but Jaku King Express. Kind of like... How is it different? He's got evil red, red eyes. eyes. I wish he, like, corrupted... I wish he kind of corrupted King Express so it was also, like, black and purple. Agreed. Well, cool. Agreed, I but... I mean, that would have made a lot of sense, but then maybe they'd have to make a toy of that. Well, you say that like they wouldn't totally be down to sell but, us another toy. But I think the reason why they again. didn't do it is because it was just for one episode. Yeah. But it could have been more. 
Oh, you know, if they made a premium Bandai, you know, Jakun King Express, I would be all over that. Oh, yeah. Which that would by, look so good. Which, by the way, as of today, I now currently have in possession, not in possession, but every single Kirame mech. Cool. Nice. Oh, that's cool. First time ever where I actually have an entire Sentai mech line. But yeah, so, so blue and yellow try their best to get this mass destroyed. And I have to say, props to their efforts. It was so funny watching Blue try and jump off Jenner to attack. <laughs> of course, every time they try, they failed. Yeah. I was ready for, like, Tame Tomo to hold Shigeru's arm while he pointed and shot his gun. And Tame Tomo was just, like, steadying his arm yeah. so he could shoot the mask himself. But the way that they did it was kind of good foreshadowing a bit. Because so the idea that they had is that they remember what Jewel did during the pool game. The deflection. Yeah, where he hit one ball and it hit and it hit another ball to get into the pocket, or yeah, to get into the pocket. Yeah. So they came up with the idea of Tommy Tomo shooting one of his Kirame like mi- like bullets, missiles, yeah. discs, whatever you want to call them, at Shigeru, and Shigeru like deflected it with the Kirame shield. And it hit the mask, thus making it Shigeru hitting the mask on his own. So he used the fighting guardians in Breath of the Wild. Um, yeah, he, he pulled a... All you need to do to win is just parry. <laughs> he parried the laser. It's like bunting, <laughs> it's like bunting the ball in baseball. Yeah. <laughs> and I know there's going to be a lot of people who are going to argue the semantics of it's not really Shigeru's attack, but like this is already a stupidly philosophical rule set for like, oh, only the poison can break oh, the weapon. Oh, I'm sorry. Or you, break the mask. You want to talk about logic in a show about ordinary human beings talking to magical space rocks fighting off a band of misfits? Yeah. You mean Steven Universe? Yeah. Okay, the other. <laughs> Li- okay, the live-action version of ordinary humans talking to magical space rocks fighting off a band of misfits. Oh you walked into that were one. Yes, set, I did. Gar, were you trying to set up for that? No, 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 I knew I knew someone was going to say Steven Universe. You mean like, Steven okay, Universe? The other show. Jiro Universe. Jewel Universe. Jewel that sounds like a test pilot episode. <laughs> we are the Crystal Jewels. Shigeru, Tommy Tomos, Senna, and Sayo, and Jewel! And Takamichi. Boku no Jewel. Yeah, Boku Jewel. Boku Jewel. Steven. Where did Jewel go halfway through that fight with Tommy Tomo and Shigeru? Well, that's right. He summoned the Go Arrow. Yeah. But yeah, it was really cool watching... Uh, Jaku King Express fights uh, Grateful Phoenix, like fighting Grateful Phoenix because it's like it's once again we have a brother versus brother fight. Brother, my brother, tell me what I'm fighting for. I was singing that while we were watching the episode. Like again, I want, I, I, I kind of want King Oradin to come back in human, in air quotes here. Human form. Humanoid form. Yes, humanoid suit form. Get himself a morpher and turn into Kirame Crystal. That would be fucking awesome! Be amazing. And him and Garza have like a... I also like, like that name, Kirame Crystal. Like a final fight. And it's like, it's silver with like decked out like crystal around yes. it. Yes! Yeah. I want, I still want freaking... Kirame Gold? No, Dark Kirame. Oh yeah. 
I called it the Jamenger because it, instead of Kiramental, it's Jamenthal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's so like him and Garza. No, him, Hakatami Nami actually makes Kiramen gold. Yeah. And Takamichi all go up against Garza. Oh, that'd be cool. I would love to see that in like the final in like the final battle. The final family fight. Yeah. That'd like the cool. final fight between family. Final family feud? The family feud. <laughs> and you have Hakatami Nami and like maybe Takamichi try to get to Gar- Garza to explain like you may not like your brother, but look at us. We're able to get along, even though I've been off Earth for, like, what, 30 years? That now? sounds like a Disney song cue. <laughs> Disney, cue it. <laughs> oh, one other thing that was really cool with Blue and Yellow is after he gets unpoisoned, they start fighting Yodana more, and Yodana whips Blue's sword out of his hand, and then Tommy Tomo shoots the sword while it's in midair, so that it goes back into Shigeru's hand. That was fucking cool. Yep. That that okay. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Teamwork. Yeah. Even I had to sit there and go. Yeah, that was fucking bad. Oh no, right gotcha, there. bro. Yeah. Just continues his fucking combo in the middle of it too. Yeah. Real. Thanks for saving my combo, bro. Right. Wombo combo. Um. But yeah, and then they 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 actually hit Yodana with an attack that causes an explosion. Oh shit, Yodana may be going down for the count. But no, instead she she gets real fucking angry and, and like starts to phase like a stand out of her body. She like screams in rage and um, and then you start to see like the shadow of the Emperor of Yodan behind her. And it was at that point like I was like, Oh no, she's calling for daddy! Yeah, she the then, she's asking for the manager. And then one of you was like, oh, wait, isn't she, she's like the secretary to the emperor. And I'm like, oh, so what she's actually going is, call for you on line one! The manager's line yes. one, sir. <laughs> I'm going to talk to the manager. Karen Major. <laughs> it is, it's Karen Major. So <laughs> the so, emperor tells Garza, who's about to win the Megazord fight, to fuck off and go save Yodano, which he does. But... Holy shit, that's but actually... I'm about to basically win this whole war for us. Garza. <laughs> Fuck status quo. Just... Garza, do it. Do it. Get it. Yep. Satan wants you. Get him a peps. Get him a pep. Come on, Fez. Get me a pep. <laughs> <laughs> but just... I, I'm kind of glad we didn't really hear, like, yo, like, Emperor Yodon, like, do, like, a giant speech thing. It's just, Garza. Yeah. And it's just, like, even that alone, just, like, that's intimidating. Even that spooked Jewel to the point where he, like, in the ending scene, he, like, draws out what he saw in his head, and it was evil Groot. <laughs> what? You want me to go pick up Yodana? Okay. Yeah, I was gonna say that, too, that he looked, he ended up, the silhouette looked a lot like Groot. <laughs> right? Groot. If I was directing this episode, I probably wouldn't have had him, like, say anything. Like, oh, when I heard the voice, this is what I saw. Maybe, like, just have Jewel in, like, the corner drawing. And it's like, what? what is it, Jewel? What are you drawing? He's just speechless. Hands them the paper. And then it's just like, then there. Like, what did you see? Tell me what your eleven eyes see. That is what yeah. Emperor Yodon looks like. I, I forgot to look for the scan for extra, but yeah, that's apparently Emperor Yodon. It's... I don't like it. My only problem oh, is, and this is the biggest problem with it. Oh, okay. it's too narrow in the legs. 
He's very tall. He has like he has like a rug over his legs. It's weird. Rug. It looks sort of like a Japan, like no, Japanese pottery. It looks like a rug. It does look like a rug. Undoshi. <laughs> well, can't yeah, believe let, this. I'm losing let, to a rug. Let, 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 I knew got, someone was going to say that. Lane, you got to remember, they're the Jodenheim, the misfits. He's a homeless person. <laughs> He's the king of the homeless. He's king of the homeless. Look at me. I'm the home. I'm the bum of the future. So he's Lawrence Fishburne from John Wick 2 and 3? Sure. Yeah, he played, played King of the Hobos. And he's got, like, weird balloon nipples. No, I think that's a reference to Zeton. He just... A lot of people compared him to uh, Yogen Stein or... Yogo Stein from Goandra? Yeah. I see it. I see it. Yeah, I see it in the face. I see it in the body structure. I, okay, so he's got these, like, weird side faces sticking out of his shoulders. I want so bad for them to talk. <laughs> they all just have three voices. Thank God, thank God, dude. It's just like his, like, shoulder devil, but they're both the devil. <laughs> oh, no, no. Oh, oh this is believable, unbelievable. No. <coughs> Or what would be cool is that it's like uh, the Quintessence from Transformers because they have like five heads. It looks like they've got skull faces, so I just want to hear Papyrus voices out of them. Like, like, yeah, like, do evil! You know what you do? You have the main head be uh, Frank Welker doing his Dr. Claw voice. <laughs> on the right side, you have... No, sorry, on the left I side... I knew you were doing a Dr. Claw impression. Like, that's what yes. it sounded like. I'll get you next time, Majors. <laughs> next time. Uh, the blue one there, because it looks like he has, like, blue claws around him. Yeah. Maybe someone like Tom Kenny. <laughs> or, like, Jim Cummings. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, that, God. Someone with a nasally voice. Yeah. And then, like, the red one on the side there. You get David K. Just to go all out. <laughs> with the glorious leader, Emperor Yodon. They're just like his own personal cheering squad. Yeah. Aren't those just alternate faces? Yes, fucking but maybe. Shut they up. just just fucking snap shut over top of his face to give him a different emotion. <sighs> maybe. Oh, it's like hexadecimal? Yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm thinking anyway. I don't know. See? You don't need anyone. You just need yourself. Which be. is quite sad. Remember, be yourself. Be yourself. Which I guess this goes with the... You know, actually, <coughs> you know what? This may go into the whole theory of the, or like the whole like meaning behind the Jodenheim. Because when we first started the show, I like translated the word Jodenheim. And it's like, in a sense, like the land of like, it was like misfits. Yeah. Misfits in a sense. So maybe it's like... He's the ultimate misfit tie. He is the ultimate misfit because he had no one else to talk to except for himself. <laughs> oh, he's just gone fucking insane. He went insane because he could not trust anyone except for himself. He just, like, self-proclaimed himself as Emperor of Jodenheim. He created Jodenheim. I feel like so we're reaching a little far. So no one else would feel abandoned. Hoboheim. Because, I mean, think of it. You have Yodana, who's human. The witch character. Like, yeah, human in air quotes. Uh, you have the witch. You have freaking Crunchula, who we haven't seen anyone else like him. The Jamin beasts that, like the Jamins that look, you know, different from each other. And of course, Garza, the guy that didn't feel like he was welcomed into the family. He's making a home for all the misfits. I feel like you're reaching a little bit, but I see where you're coming from. I like it. I think it's cool. 
I, I, I'd be interested to see if they do go down that road, but uh, we'll, we'll just have to see. We got nine. Or we got ten episodes left, so yeah, it's only. Ma- but speaking of next <laughs> time, it's golf. Sentai is facing its truest monster, golf. And also, Mabushina gets drunk. And Magiello makes yeah, a Yeah, like, it looks like Mabushina gets really, really drunk. So drunk, she does the typical, you know, head, like, you know, tie around the head. Yeah, and the blushing. And, the salary yeah. man thing. Look, man, if, if that preview is anything to go off of, it's going to be like the frigging uh, Hangover Quest from Skyrim. Because <laughs> there is a couple moments in that preview of somebody, of her walking up to somebody asking what happened. It's like, you did this! Oh, God. <laughs> which, which I'm actually surprised they didn't wait until the New Year's episode to do this because, you know, oh, yeah, New Year's celebration. Yeah. Or, that's in Japan, it's more of a formal, it's, it's more of a formal celebration. It's not really, they still get drunk though, don't they? Yeah. Sometimes. But, but I guess, you know, I think for us, like Westerners, because I don't want to say Americans because we're Canadians. Yeah. So us Westerners, we do more of like hardcore drink, partying. Drink, drink, <laughs> drink. You know, on the twelfth, on the first day of Christmas, Godzilla gave to me shots. They're on me. <laughs> what the? Why oh God. Monster Island buddies, twelve days of Christmas. Oh okay. Anyway, so yeah, that's uh, that's Cure Major. Pretty fun episode. Yeah, I like the pool. I don't know why it gave me Ultraman billiards. Rube. It, it gave me Ultraman Rube wrong. like feelings, not because of its tone, but just like how it focused on two characters and like Rube also focused on like two yeah. pro tags. This is Ultraman Eeb. Ultra Yellow Ultra. Blue. Yeah. <laughs> Ultra Ultra Dark. Sure. So, uh, anyways, we should get into our feature topic. And I, I guess I should get going, but thank you very much for having me on the show. Thank you very much thank for joining us, Emily. We, hope, we uh, hope to see you in our next future topic next weekend. Yep, I hope so, too. I just had to catch up on a bunch of Sentais and didn't have time to watch it, sadly. It's all right. I don't okay. know. That's usually me when it comes to the writer feature topics. <laughs> no, right. but it's, it's not because I don't want to watch the topic. It's because it's like, oh, oh yeah. God, I, I, I it's almost nine. Um, but... Okay, bye everyone. Take care and stay safe. Bye bye. Bye. See ya. And we're moving forward. So, uh, I did not expect this to be an hour long movie. I have a letter here. (coughs) What? I have a letter here. Uh huh. It's from, uh, it's from Akiela. Oh, Oh, God. Dear Cast Rangers, you're probably wondering why I'm not here to do another wacky Super Sentai discussion, mm-hmm. but I'm afraid I've spent too much time in your world. <laughs> in our world? So I, Aki Yellow, have left to return back to my home dimension and rejoin my family for the, my family of Aka Rangers. I may return sometime next year, perhaps in April, but for now, this is farewell. But if I could leave any final words for the year, thank you, Radio Sentai Cast Ranger, for taking time out of your lives to watch and discuss Super Sentai shows that other fans wouldn't give a chance even a even glance at. Happy holidays, Cast Ranger family, and good luck with 2021. 
I've seen some behind-the-scenes photos of Zen Kaiger. I think you guys will have an enjoyable time. Farewell for now. Your guide to everything that is Super Sentai. Aki Yellow. P.S. Tell Garzilla I'm sorry for getting his name wrong the entire year. He did a great job at looking at the real history of Super Sentai shows. He really deserves a pat on the back for going the extra mile. <laughs> I can't reach you. I'm sorry. Eh. So, <laughs> so what you're telling me is he's gone. Sick, I he's <laughs> gone, gone. Party time! Celebrations! <laughs> we will miss you, Akiela. I mean, you will. Okay, so was this like the Gal Ranger movie, or was this like a side special? The, so the crossover <clears throat> movies at this time were considered V cinemas. Like, they were straight to DVD. Okay, so this wasn't like the Gal Ranger movie. This no. was a crossover. Yeah, there, there was a... <laughs> yep. Yeah. Talk- Kaguya, what are you talking about? Yeah, no. Okay, not, yellow not, not yellow. Two different people. Yeah, I guess we can take the headphones off. Oh, yeah, I guess we can take the headphones off. Oh, yeah, hey. So, uh, Toei, for some... like Toei realized, you know, this is... Gal Ranger was considered the 25th anniversary project. And they said, you know what? Why not just make a giant celebration out of it? And this marked the first of, I want to say a trilogy of current Sentai versus Super Sentai. Yeah. And, and, one, and once again, the whole idea of it, as, as usual, the idea of it being versus was largely insignificant. Because money. Yeah, it makes money. <laughs> the only thing that would even qualify as verses was just the fact that they were training with each other. So honestly, this movie was just one big, great hour and ten minute clip show. Well, to be fair, this was their first time doing something like that. like there were crossover movies before this. Yeah, but, I'm not saying that's bad, but but never was there a time where they actually, you know, took the time to. Do like a giant celebration clip show, clip of show. 25 honestly. Years. Honestly, I just saw it as like a super sentai sampler. It's like, oh, you, you're watching Gallery <laughs> right now, but check out these other sentai from the past. Uh, but the DVDs aren't out yet, yeah, so there was so, no way to do that. <laughs> happy hunting down old recordings, VHS tapes from freaking otakus, yeah, from the back of some dude's car in a parking lot. Japan doesn't have parking lots. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I got Sailor Moon Stars. Oh, yeah, bootlegs. Yeah. I literally, at one of the Anime Norths, I was on a Sailor Moon panel with a dude dressed up as Sailor Mars. Really nice guy. And then he, as, as sketchy as it sounds, after the panel, he took me out to his car where he gave me, from his trunk, a full set of VHS tapes of Sailor Moon Stars subbed. That story could have went in a totally other different direction. Yeah. Either that, or we got uh, the gar? either that, or we got the theatrical cut, and, and we didn't have the director's cut. And I never saw the dude cut. again. Look, look, that that could be <laughs> said about basically any convention story from like yes, our, our early con days. You just kind of <clears throat> walked off with people to random places, and you could never be seen again. You never know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, I never saw that dude again. <laughs> After he gave me the tapes, I, I remember when I I remember when I asked a girl out to dance at Noe Noichi one year in May North, and I went met her up with her in the dance, and then she kind of ran off with other people, and I never saw her again. And I was like, oh, what could have been? That was the year when Carmel dancing was super fucking popular. <laughs> yeah, 
How old do you feel now, people? Yeah. Uh, pretty young. It's not even a Japanese song. Take that, Zoomers. Yeah, yeah, it's not even a Japanese song. It's a freaking Swedish song. Yeah. So anyways, Gower Ranger vs. Super Sentai starts off with being like... Remember what villains are? So... We got Toxico, we got Gendrax. There's a string line of fucking villains who tried to take over the world. They all failed. And it didn't work. (laughs) Over and over... And over and again and again and again. Again and again and again and again. So yeah, the, we see yeah, <coughs> in, in Wild Force they're called Jindrax and Toxica, but apparently in Gal Ranger their names are Yabaiba and Suetsue. Which is hilarious because the female's name is just Rod Rod. Because Man. she has a rod. I, I I like Toxica more. That was a better name. <laughs> she was all like in <laughs> in this so it's sort of canon, not really. Let, let's just say this special considers the first arc of the show, which is like the first 13, 14 episodes. Yeah. Like, like canon. We, have, we, but, haven't, we haven't watched Gal Ranger on Cast Ranger yet, but I will say from this special, it's surprising how accurate to Gal Ranger Wild Force was. The monsters were called orgs in both. The morphing sequences were fucking identical. And, uh, well, it was because apparently, like, Jonathan Zacker, who was, like, the head producer of Wild Force at the time, wanted to make Power Rangers more faithful to the Sentai story. So it was, like, beat for beat. As we've seen with Samurai, though, there are instances where doing so does not work to your favor. No. Like, I like that they decide, though, oh, the Red Ranger's just gonna be grew up in the, in the jungle. <laughs> the Red Ranger's Tarzan. <laughs> or Georgia the Jungle. Yellow Ranger's a girl, and also a fighter pilot. Watch the out for that Zord! I mean, Taylor, Taylor, the Yellow Ranger was my favorite in Wild Force, personally. In which, even in my own fanfic, where Zuodra gets adapted, Taylor becomes the mentor. That's cool. And she becomes orange. Azul bird. Yeah, Azul bird. Nice. Azul bird. Uh, so apparently, there's been this org that's been just underground for thousands of years, named Rakasha. Ra- Rakshasa. Rakshasa. I know the name because that's also a persona. Oh, uh, Rakshasa. <laughs> he's like this Doctor Seuss-looking motherfucker. Yeah, he's got these like weird furry tentacles that look like there's something out of a Doctor Seuss book, which is weird because it doesn't match his like. The rest of his body. He has like this, like shiny, like purple horn, and like. Oh, according to Dimension Caster in Indonesian, that means giant. Makes sense, oh. I guess. In Persona, Rakshasa is this skinny red ninja-looking dude with swords. <laughs> Can that be the name of the episode? Just Boo Rakshasa. <laughs> no. Oh, that's funny. Oh, oh, is that, oh it's it's Booyakasha. Yeah, it's supposed to be Booyakasha. Boo Rakshasa. Booyakasha. So anyway, the Gal Rangers get their asses handed to them, <laughs> and three of them get their like bravery sucked out or something. Bitches. Well, yeah, like, I think, like, Yellow can't, like, fathom the fact that he lost a battle, because, like, he's like, but I'm the best swordsman ever! Like, what the fuck? We never lose! What the fuck? I didn't lose. I never lose. And, like, Black's, Black's just like, oh, I'm not strong enough, and... I'm so stupid. And White's just like, yeah, I'm a girl! I can't <laughs> oh, look at me, I'm a... Like, I'm a like wasn't it like she would, like, I, 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 wasn't her problem, it was just like, oh, like, I just can't do anything? 
Yeah. Yeah. And then, like, it's because, like, one of the other, like, fucking Sentai girls is just like, no, you're a Sentai girl, you can do plenty of shit. So, yeah, the basic idea is, like, each of them gets discouraged after this fight, and they run into a previous Sentai who gives them a, an aspiring speech and a way-too-long clip show of previous Sentai to cheer them up. Hey, at least it's not, like, freaking the Comrade Zed Cross special, where they literally have a VHS tape to show Zed Cross... <laughs> Hey, here are the nine previous riders before you. And you actually see them sit down in the living room. Take notes! Yeah, and it's like, common ri- like it was like, common rider stronger. And like, I think stronger was actually there in the room. He's like, that's me. And <laughs> oh, like, yes. super one's there. He's like, that's also me. I feel like that should have been something like they put in Masked Rider. <laughs> like, just like, fucking like, Dex is sitting down. He's just watching, like, watch our previous battles, Dex, so you can improve yourself. Yeah. I am Amazon! I am Amazon! <laughs> Uh, so yeah, the G phones, the uh, they're the Gal Ranger morphers, just fucking come to life and bail. Just yeet. <laughs> We're free. Also, I, oh my god, it's over. We're free. This no, it's it's not over. It's just the first act. I said we're free. <laughs> so so as as in Wild Force, like they also say Wild Access, but then like you just hear the Gal Rangers just shout in English, Seven Spirits of the Earth. <laughs> it, it fucking kills me. It I love sounds they like they're saying Spirits of the Ass. Yeah, the but I I, I kind of like when they say it every time because like yeah, it's funny. I like I like hearing them belt out something in English. Yeah. Also, I love the Wild Force suits. Yes. Like, All right. And it, it may just be, like, you know, since they were the first Power Ranger team I ever watched, it's just like, you know, when I think of Power Rangers, I just think of Wild Force. Wild Force. Yeah. Um, also, like, this show, Gal Ranger's equivalent of Princess Shayla just, like, trips on her own shit and is unconscious yeah. for most of the Yeah, she like. sees the villain, fucking, like, stumbles back, trips, and, like, hits her head and just... Whoa, Doesn't God. wake up until the whole thing's over. Oh, <laughs> like, oh, sorry, pay cut. <laughs> they're like, oh my god, guys, Rakshash is fucking unleashed. What? We, we, we got him. Uh, oh. Did that There's no thing. way you guys beat him. He never was out he at all. He never dies. He's oh, immortal. All right, cool. What, what part of the immortal orc, or orc, or orc, <laughs> what part or, of the or, immortal or, orc, or, don't you, orc, <laughs> take three, what part of the immortal orc do you not understand? <laughs> Wild Force Org 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 <laughs> Swedish Chef has the sweetest the Swedish org. <gasps> it was so oh, funny. Like, so like Red gets like trapped in an illusion by Rakshasa because he's like really hard to make him despair and all that to suck out his warrior spirit. So I love in the illusion he just gets like shanked by a bunch of randos passing by, and then it's fucking shot by the police. But then they end up being mooks as well. Yeah, it was all an illusion, but it was still really hilariously weird to see. Like, uh, he's just in a crowd of people who are just, like, walking by and then casually, like, pulling out switchblades and stabbing him. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, so, like, the other the other four, like, run into, like, an old Sentai alumni member. So, like, Black runs into, uh, like, Ginga Blue, Goki. Yeah. Which I was happy to see him because he was he was a cool guy. Uh, blue what? blue runs into Diamond. Uh, go yellow. That was the funniest one because the first time you see him, like he's like in a police box out in the distance, and he's I don't I forget what it was that like hit him or bit him, but like it was the morpher, yeah. and you just like from a distance you hear him go, <laughs> "Ita, ouch!" <laughs> 
<laughs> he's just like, what the fuck are you doing? Oh, dude, you need to treat me. This is what the, the most, fuck are you talking about? This guy is the most high-strung, coffee-drinking bastard no, I've ever seen. No, milk-drinking. And then we find out, yeah, he just really, really likes milk. Yeah, so, like, they show a clip of him where, like, he's in, like, a karate gi and, like, he's in, like, middle of, like, a battle or something like that. He just downs this fucking carton of milk and just goes fucking ham on this monster. Milk tornado drop! Yeah, and, like, he spins. Like, we're gonna add this to the thumbnail because it's fucking genius. But, like, he spins and, it, like, he looks like he's, like, a glass of milk. Like, or, like, a cookie, like, dunking into, like, a glass of milk. It's so fucking funny. Oh my god! Oh, I'm like, I'm like, this guy's amazing. Keep in mind, that was only one episode, and that's the guy who was yellow from GoGo Five. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Gal White bumps into Mega Pink, who's hanging out at an arcade, in which I'm just here thinking, "You're three years out of high school. What are you doing with your life?" And I love that not only does she get a clip of, like, female rangers, but also the fact that female <laughs> members of these teams have basically cosplay powers. I mean, Gokai Pink, <coughs> Gokai Pink, you know, got these powers as well. Yeah. Yeah, because there was the one episode where it's like, oh, we need help. Mike, or Gokai Pink, can you do anything? I'll go cosplay. <laughs> Like, they show a bunch of clips where, like, the female members of Sentai teams can just pull whatever outfit they want out of nowhere. A tennis player. Like, like one, one turns into, like, a nun at yeah, some yeah, point. Yeah, that was, um... I think it was May from Jew Ranger. Oh, my God. But you got to see Peggy again. No, we only saw her from the waist up. It's not the uh, same. Fine. <laughs> <laughs> no, and then, like, at one point we but saw, like... you got like, to see Time Pink? Yeah. Also, we got to see. Also, we got to see Toxica in a fucking bathing suit, and I was like, "What?" I mean, I, get- I just love how it's like she she shows up, and then there are a bunch of just <laughs> other women who are like doing the like mook pose where they like bend down slightly and pat their head. Good and, boy. And you see them doing that pose for like half a second before they turn back into the suits. The yeah, suits. like as they end up at like at a pool, and she's just like, "Yeah, like we're able to like change our outfits whenever we want, just like right now." It's just like, "Why the fuck are we in bathing suits?" Like, and then they take it a step further, where like the range, the two ranger girls start running away, and then Sue Sue Toxica in her suit just like goes at them, fucking full tilt, and then she just gets splashed into the water into the pool. Um, also, I'm pretty sure this is the same pool from the second Ryu Soldier ending. It's also the same pool where they did the uh, the Curator Go Buster ending dance. Yeah. It just looks like Great Wolf Lodge. <laughs> That's a Canadian place. Yeah, I've been there. I've been well, outside of there. To go there. My, my, my uh, grade 12 retreat was literally <laughs> just down the street from it. Oh, wow. It's like, oh, are we going to go there? No. <laughs> we can't. Expensive. Yeah. Can't afford that. No, we just spent $5 million on, on an extension of the school. We can't afford to take you guys to Great Wolf Lodge. Uh, oh, apparently they have them in America. Guess that doesn't make us special. Oh. Uh, but you know what does make this uh, special? Well, special? <laughs> uh, nice. Nice. Um, the Red Ranger representative for the previous teams is Red Falcon from Life Man. And what basically... He teaches Yellow how to be a fucking sortie. And not to be afraid of death. Yeah, also, because like, we find him where he's like he's visiting like the graves of like the, the dead friends and the generals from Life Man. Which was cool. Keep in mind that this took place in 2001 and Live Man ended in 1989. 
So how many years between them? Twelve. Like twelve years. Twelve years plus the three years that that take place in the first episode of Live Man. That's at least thirteen like thirteen years. Fifteen years. Fifteen years, yeah. Yes, yeah, fifteen years. He's still going there to see his friends to uh, drop flowers. Yeah. Not only that, he's leaving flowers behind for the two friends that he lost. Yeah. That yeah, the, the other two members, right? By, that got corrupted by Brain Army Volt. Yeah. That, how how good of a friend is that? Yeah. The best. And also, also he was like dressed up like he was from 1988 or 99 because he He's had... still wearing one of those suits. Yeah, like one of those like suits without like the tie and shit on it. And I'm just... Like hell, at one point, one of the clips or whatever, we saw like the, the girl said tie. We see like a bunch of them like in like with sunglasses with machine guns. And I'm just like, you can't get any more 80s than that. It was right? so funny. And then you have O-Ranger where it showed O, like O-Yellow in a freaking bikini with Tommy... Or with freaking... What, what are those guns? A machine like, gun? Like a machine gun, sort of, with like giant row of bullets on it. Oh, it's uh, an M- M60. Yeah. Yeah, just... Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Went full Rambo. Full <laughs> Rambo against the monster that could control you through their bikinis. And like black, black, uh, like black lords from uh, Goki, like, being like, oh, like, you gotta appreciate everything, not just humanity. You gotta, like, just protect all life. And, like, and then he like, almost steps on a flower. Yeah, he almost steps on a flower, which Black just goes like, Aah! and Goki's like, yeah, you did it. You're learning. Sweet. I also used to cry a lot. So I thought my race was dead. Well, well, not, well not that. Just, you know, he, he he's the big softy. He is the big softy. But well, also, we were saying, you guys were saying during the movie how it's funny that, like, their their whole thing is like, oh, we must protect all life on Earth. And then we you guys brought up the fact, like, wait, the orgs are from Earth. Well, well, it's we like, protect the Earth from itself. So, okay, the orgs, in a sense, are like polluted creatures. Yeah. So it's the whole like environmentalist pollution yeah, type, yeah. Of, type of battle. But like, I mean, we see some pretty cool orgs. We see, you know, like a like a tire orb. Tire orb. Oh, okay. A stoplight. Out of no, all of wedding them. dress. Out of okay, yeah, there were two that really stood out in my mind. Number one was the fucking cell phone orb. Because it had goddamn ringtone kick. Which, when he did kick him, you heard a ringtone. I did. That doesn't make it not stupid. <laughs> Rambo yellow. That's good, Jerry. And what then fucking the wedding dress org with a fucking ca- candle flame. And its weakness is lightly splashed with water. Well, yeah, no, because the, the <laughs> only way you can ruin a wedding dress permanently is to spill something on it. And but I if love... You spill, if you spill something on a wedding dress, it's done. You can't get that out. And I absolutely love that the monster's like, Ha ha, you think that will work on me again? Wait, it actually did. Fuck. <laughs> I wish I would have seen the photocopier uh, org. I, oh, I, I think that was that show has some of the stupidest monsters. I think that's clever that they like take abandoned objects. It's like, all right, we're sticking a horn on it, and it's a monster. No, no, you gotta stick two horns on. Oh, it. Oh, two horns. Sorry. Be- yes. So that is the difference between the generals and the monsters of the week. The monsters have, or like, the generals have one horn, and the and the monsters have two horns. I get it. It's because they have a summoner did, horn. Did no. Gal Ranger like have an equivalent to Master Org? Like, I know they didn't do the whole, like, oh, he's a human, he's not an Alex Lord. Yes but. and no. So, in Gal Ranger, it kind of did what Ghost Ager did with it replacing the, like, the high, like, the big end general. Every like, the people year. that Toxica and Jindrax were following. Yeah. Yeah. So, there was, like, the first big bad they beat 
and then he got assassinated by the second big bad. Oh, uh, so the actual big bad doesn't show up until near the end. Uh, the big bad is revealed to be all three of the generals that showed up throughout the show combined into one, and that's what Master Org was at the very end. Of. Oh. I'll admit, Wild Force did a better job with its big bad yeah. being Master Org. That was actually a really well-written idea. And I think, and I, I know this will never get published or anything, in my Zooger fanfic, I had Genis be Master Org, like, DNA being sucked into space, going through a black hole, and then creating Genis. Also, like, did Master Org, like, work with Cole's parents or something? Yeah. yeah. So, so, you know, just to have the more of a... Have the more relatability to how he was. He used to be a nice guy. And he but betrayed his parents. He got corrupted. And, yeah. I liked it when Mesogog did it better. Yes. Mesogog was pretty cool. Anyway, so we talked about these cameos, but we haven't talked about the coolest one ever. So several times in this movie, <coughs> we see this very old wise man. Raiding the motherfucker. Cryptic advice. And then, <coughs> boom, shoosh, pa! It turns out it's Bamba Sukichi from Jack! It's big! Why? It's Comrade V3. It's big yeah. one. <laughs> also, uh, the general from Low Ranger. Yeah, yeah, uh, Captain. No, it's not Goro's Goro's uh, O-Red. Uh, yeah, he, he shows up to be the representative of, like, the 70s, I guess. And he absolutely hands Sue Sue her fucking shit without even morphing. Because that's how badass he is. Yeah. He's but. got, like, rose bombs. <laughs> Never forget, this is the same guy that manipulated an alligator <clears throat> Nazi monster into making him think he was Adolf Hitler. That was great. Coming, <laughs> coming back from the afterlife to, like, to congratulate him on keeping the Nazi name alive. <laughs> Jack, Jacko was truly a very interesting thing. <laughs> and everyone says Starfish Hitler is the only big Nazi thing. <laughs> well, no, then there was Hitler's greatest treasure. Conrad! Oh, right. <laughs> he fucking comes out of a Nazi coffin. Oh. Isn't Shocker supposed to be like a sub-organization from the Nazis or like the Reich? Shocker was basically Hydra. Heavily, yeah. heavily based on them, but yeah. maybe not necessarily. Yeah, because Japan, Shocker's Hydra, let's be real. Because Japan isn't afraid of like expressing shit like that. Even though, even though they were the allies, not probably, yeah. And speaking of imagery that's not very pleasant, Red Ranger gets fucking crucified. Japan doesn't <laughs> care. About crucifixion. They like to do it a lot. <laughs> as, as I've seen in the O's Deno Let's Go Common Rider movie. And oh, it ain't just Another that. famous oh, one. Oh, I bet. Uh, 1972's Ultraman Ace, where the previous Ultraman are all on, like, you know, crosses out in space. <laughs> and Ultraman Ace is, being, is getting his ass handed to him by robot clones of them, and they just have to stand there and watch. Yeah. Jesus. Also, there's, like, a robot... That's built to destroy Ace called Ace Killer. It's pretty cool. <laughs> Succinct. Ultraman. Oh wait, sorry, no. J- Japan was Japan was part of the Axis powers. Yeah. Bitch. I got my Hetalia wrong. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so there's there's a fake out where two of the Rangers disguise themselves as Yabaiba and Suitsue to get close to Rakshasa and free them and blah blah blah. And then everyone henchins, including the cameo rangers, and it's pretty cool. Oh, and this is also the first time I've learned it. I can't find my stick right now, so I can't do it. Uh, you know, like, they kind of end off the giant, like, transformation sequence by just, Why the 
Super Sentai, and they all just explode. multicolored explosions. Yeah, and this w- this would be a big catchphrase throughout the crossover movies and afterwards. A, yeah, and I don't know if we mentioned it, but apparently this is what inspired Forever Red. Yes, yeah, so Saban took elements of this giant anniversary crossover for Forever Red with the big scene at the very end of this special having all the Red Rangers from Aka Ranger to Time Red. Which I saw that because I saw something that was labeled Super Sentai and I saw like a Power Ranger and I was like, wait, what the fuck was that? Is that? And I, that was like 1718 at the time. So I clicked on it and I watched it and it was that whole sequence. And I was like, wait, who are all these other Power Rangers? And then it got to Zoo Ranger and I was like, Oh, there they are. I recognize all those ones. But who are the other? And then Power Rangers blitzing new powers. And then that's when my mind was blown that I found out that, oh, all the f- footage that they used in Power Rangers wasn't original footage. It was How dare taken they? from Super Sentai. I and that's, mean, and that, I know, and that's when I discovered like, Super Sentai was a it, thing. It, it, there was always something like, I knew it was based on I a didn't. Japanese I was show, but I never really understood to what degree until I watched a little bit of Zero Ranger for the <laughs> so first then I proceeded, I proceeded to watch a couple. And I was like, "Oh!" I proceeded to watch a couple episodes of Mighty Morphin, and I looked at the footage. And I was like, "Oh yeah, that doesn't look like it's American at all. Right. It doesn't look like it's the same." Damn it! Shot. It how, really does. How dare America do what Americans do and half-ass their work? <laughs> you lied to me. And then I, found, and I was like, "Okay, good. The movie was original footage." I got yeah. Uh, oh yeah, that's a big thing that Wild Force did, but uh, Gal Ranger didn't. Wild Force had an, an all-original team-up with Time Force. Gal Ranger never had a crossover with Time Ranger. Yeah. Wow. But, uh, but yeah, so all the Red Rangers show up, and they all introduce themselves in their roll call by actually pulling footage from each of their original shows. And you can tell this because you can Complete hear their own the background fucking music. background music from, that, from those scenes. And, like, the audio is terrible. It's cutting in and out during every single stock footage <laughs> they put in. It's so distractingly well, hilarious. The, the worst one, I do have to admit, was Rio Ranger from Die Ranger. Because their music was so fucking loud during his, like, roll call. <laughs> also, he spoke the longest because he said his name and title. Yeah. Uh... According to Toei, they didn't have like the original. They didn't have the master audio anymore. Yeah, they they didn't have the master audio on hand for this. And I get this wasn't meant to be released in theaters. It was legit straight to VHS DVD. Whatever. It was what they had. (laughs) And they're like, no one's gonna see this unless they actually pay for it. Unless they're like hardcore diehard fans. Yeah. Also, holy hell, Gal White, like, scratches up Suetsui's face. Nasty. There's, like, blood all over her. That uh, was gruesome. I, lo- I, lo- I like uh, Gal White. She's really cute. She has, she, has a, she, she has a really pudgy face. So. And then Gal Blue uses the fucking milk drop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, here's all the... Here's, like, the big infamous photo. Of, or, the big famous photo yeah. of all the Red Rangers together. I love Bal Japan. looks more, like, gray there than white. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, it's the coloring. Yeah, I love Val Japan's outfit, though. It's so cool. So they use the big slash and, and, and slash Rakshasa, and then he just instantly grows giant. And, and then they use Gal Muscle they do. against them, because as you do, Gal Muscle is awesome. Ex- except except they, they, it gets tentacled. My favorite Wild Force Megazord is the uh, the one that Silver uses, but that the evil version. Oh, the Gal Hunter? Yes. 
Yes, the Predator one is the, fucking the, so cool. Is it like the Predazord or something? Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, called the Predazord. Yeah, in, in it's Force. so cool. And, like, you can make that form because it's just an easy thing. You just close up the faceplate and you move the horn up on the uh, wolf's or yeah. on the Zord. You can still make it. And it, shockingly enough, Bandai, for a while, since he was evil for a while, they actually released it as that. And then when he turned good, they re-released it oh. with the normal... Like with the you normal, could, they didn't just have it out so you could oh, like swap modes. So well, no, cool. no, you can swap the mode. It's just they advertised. They just it. also they just also re-released it in the other mode by default. Yeah. <laughs> so, you so, so on one of the boxes you have that face, <laughs> but then on another box you have it as like the proper face. <laughs> yeah, it's like how you get like you get like the VS change. You get the Loop and Ranger version and the Pat Ranger version. Ooh, I still have my Pat Ranger box. Um and. So Gal Muscle goes down after getting tentacled by Rakshasa, and how do the Rangers answer? Summon all of the Red Zords! Yeah, so y'all got all the jets fighting together, you got all the land vehicles and the fire trucks. It was like my dream Star Fox game. I have to say, it's actually pretty impressive how they were able to incorporate like shots of them actually like flying in and firing at him, because like obviously it's just like shots of they cropped and put it into the shot of like the rock shop show whatever be like rah, rah, yeah, we're yeah. not putting we're not putting real money into this no hell like Gar noticed that there was like a shot two shots of like the same guy oh yeah like, so, go go yeah yeah so uh, for O-Ranger they had the commander like you know like shadow go but then you have uh, Owl Ranger from Go Ranger also going like go and flying in Varivarun or Varivarun even though it's just the same actor like yeah. 20 years apart <laughs> Yeah, and, and then yeah, so they summon the actual Gao King Megazord, who gets inspired by the finishing attacks of every Megazord before it, as it delivers its own finishing slash to Rakshasa. But then he comes back again at normal size because he's immortal. What part of immortal do you not understand? But then they're like, "How do we beat this? You guys fucking know already. Shut up and do it." Yeah. Charge! Everyone, give us your power for the spirit bomb. Then I will the proceed. Spirit, then I will proceed to fucking jack shot at the monster. It yep. literally jack shotted. Yeah, literally. And then it exploded for realsies. And time. he fucking disintegrated for realsies. Like a hero. <laughs> and all the Red Rangers vanish like fucking Batman. <laughs> Thanks, Bye. I guess. Will we ever get your help again? No. Oh. Everybody gets one, right? Everyone gets one. But we may need you in, like, ten years. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's like... And then just, like, they get to the, the 30th anniversary. It's like, well, guys, are we going to have, like, a bunch of red cameos again? Nah, you know what? We'll just make a red ranger that represents all red rangers. <laughs> uh, thus, Aka Red was born. It's Jerry in her chat, Gao King made an Ow King. Though, <laughs> funny, funny enough, uh, so... Uh, we we did have scheduled Bokenger versus Super Sentai as it was the 30th anniversary, but due to timing and such, uh, it had to be pulled for later. And uh, Aka Red is yeah the the embodiment of all Red Rangers, but it is funny that he actually changes into like Gal Red, Hurricane Red, Abba Red. Yeah, you see, you see him like you see him like spin into like different Red but, Ranger but, but forms. But he even like fights as yeah. those Rangers. Yeah. So maybe Akared was the precursor to the idea of Gokaiger. 
Maybe. I, I think also Akira was just their answer to be like, we can't have all these guys come back a cameo, we'll just make a representation of all the Reds. It's funny that you mentioned that because the song at the end of this movie is basically the precursor to Super Sentai Hero Getter, the Gokaiser ending. I heard it before, because like Gar, I think Gar's just played oh, it. Oh yeah, I've played it, because I finally found the full version on YouTube. And I was just sitting there listening to it like... Is that Ichiro? I think that's Ichiro. Ichiro Mizuki. <laughs> yeah, it's Ichiro Mizuki. Freaking God. Mis- it's hard to mistake that voice, but even then, he was being super, like, a lot less energetic than he usually is. When that's because singing. it was the fucking Super Sentai Samba. Yeah, yeah. So, but it wouldn't be the first time. Uh, the song is called, uh, like, Super Sentai Spirits. Yeah. Or Super Sentai Damashi. Yeah. Uh, it's a good song. I enjoyed it. I, like I, I kind of prefer the uh, the Bokenja versus Super Sentai one, where instead of like listing every Sentai team, they kind of list like the different themes. It's like, oh look, there's a dinosaur, but worry because robots from space are coming. <laughs> I, my personal favorite's the the Gokaiger ending. Yeah, go, uh, Super they're Sentai all good. Hero. They're all good. They're, they're all good except for <laughs> except for Ninja versus Zuoder. Seriously, what the fuck was Toei thinking? <laughs> What were they thinking? What were they thinking? We'll listen to some tunes. <laughs> it's fun. Uh, in the end, if you want, I missed if, that. if you want to check, if you want to check out this special, it's not legally available because Shopify only does the shows. <laughs> but this uh, this special has been released on Blu-ray, and it's been fan subbed using that Blu-ray quality rip. So enjoy the beautiful 480. 480p. Woo. 480 high color resolution. <laughs> I, I, I liked this special though. I thought it was fun. Mm-hmm. It was good seeing getting like a sample of all the different sizes. As as I mentioned, you know, for being the first of its kind, like big anniversary, the first stuff, big franchise crossover. It, it was de- like it was at least good enough that it was enjoyable. Yeah. Like they didn't really know what they were doing, so fuck it, just throwing stock footage throughout the years. Yeah. And stock footage was had. And stock footage was truly had. <laughs> All right. Well, that is our show. Yes, that is our episode for this week. Oh, uh, yeah. Cast Ranger. What was the Pokemon of this episode? Uh, New Camel. The Camel. Oh. Well, I hope you... So, unfortunately, like we said, or like I read in the letter, Akio was, you know, gone. Hooray. Of course, it's it's question dead. mark. He's dead until until next year. He'll <laughs> be he'll be back sometime next year. I he'll think. be back again someday. But we still have one more week. Jikai, Ninja. Next week it's our final episode, twenty twenty. You all deserve it. It. I'm shocked that no one really bitched or complained about it. Photos up point. We are going to talk about the 35th anniversary Super Sentai project. Oh, Go yeah. Kaiger, Go Sager, 199, or Super Sentai, 199 Hero Great Battle. I, if I remember correctly, this was a really good movie. I a- enjoyed it. AKA. I'm pretty sure I have seen this one already, so yeah. So, AKA, the first thing that I ever saw of Super Sentai. Oh, oh, it's shit. fucking Go, it's Go Kaiger. I'm pretty sure I watched this. This, yeah. this is what got me into Super Sentai. Cool. What are the odds? It's the giant crossover movie. 
I think, what are the odds, the first time I ever actually sat down and watched Sentai properly. <coughs> Mine was Magic Ranger. Like, I went, like, I, it was years after it had aired. And then the first series I actually started watching as it aired was Gokaiser. Yeah. And you know what hooked me? What? Probably the same thing that hooked lots of people. Just because I saw the Red Ranger's name was Captain Marvelous. I, I kind of liked it because we got to see all the suits again. But when I actually saw, like, their base form suits, which was the pirate thing, I'm like, that looks stupid. Well, I, remember, I, remember, I remember I was just hyped off a decade, so, oh, like, go. they talked about Gokaiger, and it's like, yeah, they can turn into other rangers, and I'm just like, I'm like, that's interesting. I'm like, I'll, I'll watch that. And you'll also- I, I, Gokaiger came for the fact that it was an anniversary thing, and I was like, yeah, I like Power Rangers, let's watch, let's take a look at this. Stayed for all of the fucking many of my favorite voice actors who were in that show. Like, yeah, oh, Tomokazu Seki's voice, voice, voice in the, the fucking Morpher. <laughs> yeah, like the voice of the Morphers <laughs> being Tomokazu Seki. Actually, funny thing about Tomokazu Seki uh, recently. The fact that he basically lives at Toei these days. That <laughs> and um, Lay and I recently recorded an episode of Ultra Ranger where he voiced a, a space pirate alien. <laughs> And he was making Gokaiger references. Oh. So, yeah. like, literally, before the opening starts, he grabs out his sword, goes to Ultraman. How did he get that? Oh, wow. <laughs> and, like, when he grabs the other weapon, he's like, final break. Wow. Yeah. Okay. All right. Tamara Yukari being Navi. Yeah. Nobuyuki Hiyama playing a monster pretty early in. Oh, God. I was sticking around for a while. Yep. Oh, All right. So, um, that'll, so that'll be fun next week. And I'll also explain why I truly hate the Zuodrin and Ninja crossover. Oh, cool. Because, you know. Aside from the fact that it's bad. Aside from the fact that it's total hot garbage. <laughs> and I consider it to be, if, if Super Sentai was a recyclable bin it's in the trash. Okay. It's it's not even good enough to be recycled. It's from the trash. Cool. And the 199 hero battle is just like that 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 thing you bought and you just wanted to keep it in mint condition so you yeah, didn't leave yeah, it out of yeah. the box. It, it's the Super Sentai box. You keep it because it looks nice <laughs> and you enjoy it. And you, and you appreciate it. And you value. appreciate it. For all, right. all it's worth. Well, that has been Cast Ranger. I'm glad we're back in the swing of things. I, I missed doing the show, as I probably said last time. But, yep. uh... It's good that we're back on the back on the grind. And I, I think the uh, title of the episode, because it'll get clicks, should be Farewell, Akiyala. Sure. <laughs> yeah. the, the, the untragic death of, of, of Akiyala. And, and, like, and like, as a joke in the thumbnail, you just kind of put him like, translucent in like the background. <laughs> the question mark to him if he's back or not. Yeah. No, no, no. no just kind of like, um, kind of like how when Goku was leaving... At the end of oh, the- just like faded into the yeah, sky. Yeah, like faded into the sky. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, as usual, the primary source of our hijinks is castranger.podbean.com. From there, you can find our Facebook page where I post thumbnails, our Twitter account, our Patreon, where you can help us pl- or pledge to us to help us make the show better. Our Discord server where you can chat with other fans and listen to our live recordings Friday nights, 9 p.m. Eastern. And our merchandise shop where you can buy shirts, all kinds of office goodies, masks, what have you. You need a late Christmas gift? Get a Cast Ranger shirt. I'm wearing one right now. It's I am not wearing one. I'm wearing my <laughs> Optimus Prime shirt. All right. Well, and you can fa- also check out our YouTube channels and Twitch, now affiliated. Yeah, our, our Let's Play channel, Ixie Studios, that we've been working on since 2010. Our Twitch channel now has affiliate. I'm so proud. Thank you, Raven. It's mostly because of Raven and his <laughs> Pokemon streams. I have been streaming a shit ton for the last several months. 
So if you want to see us play games, make sure you check out twitch.tv slash Studios as we'll be streaming there exclusively and then uploading vids to the YouTube and channel. And I upload a lot I upload a lot of non-streamed Pokemon stuff to the YouTube as well. Yeah. Once yeah. per week. I also do as well. I've been doing Final Fantasy fourteen videos and the new patch just dropped, so I have a lot more videos from fourteen coming out. I tried to stream on my own personal channel when I remember to. And I am currently in the works of making my own separate videos for my own Garzilla channel. Cool. Yes, one, of, cool. one of which is in the uh, works of a review of the uh, Transformer Netflix show. Cool. Alright, well, thank you all. Uh, we'll see you next week. For the final Super Sentai tribute. <laughs> you know there will be more. Bye. Oh, oh yeah, there are totally more coming. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. See ya. Goodbye.